Hello and welcome to the Wellness Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Taff, and on this week's episode, I'm joined by my good friend and founder of PD Transformation, Paula Dennehy. Paula is a qualified psychologist, an NLP practitioner, Reiki practitioner, and a life coach. She helps people essentially enjoy their life more and provides really practical tools to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. In this episode, we're focusing a lot around mindfulness and we're going to talk about a really powerful tool called Inquiry, which has helped me immensely on my own fertility and health journey. We talk about perfectionism, creating change and how you can reduce your stress and feel better with your quality of life. I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening and let's get into the episode. Paula. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And before we get started, I'd love if you could introduce yourself and just tell everyone listening a bit about what you do and about your coaching business. Great. Thank you so much, Robin. And well done on this podcast. It's excellent. I'm loving the weekly download. So well done. Um, so, yeah, I am Paula Dennehy and I'm the owner of PD Transformation. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. That's where I do most of my main things. But um, basically, I help people to enjoy their lives better. So since I, oh, for the last 15, 20 years, I have been learning, reading, um, educating myself and applying all these uh, elements to my life just to enjoy my life better. So I'm not at, now at a point where I really want to offer the same kind of services to other people. So like just using my psychology, coaching, NLP and now Reiki to the mix as well. So that's what I'm passionate about in life. And that's what I'm offering on my Insta page with just free tips. And then also I have loads of clients coming to me on a one to one basis. I love that. And yeah, for everyone listening, Paula does these really good, um, short, but really helpful videos on her Instagram. I'll put the link below for you to listen. But um, the reason I wanted to have you on, Paula, is the two of us met, God, uh, a while ago now. But at the time um, we were doing, we were both doing our Reiki level two training together. And I was going through a bit of a stressful phase in life. And you shared with me a really helpful tool that I've actually been using ever since to help me with my thoughts and my mindset and just dealing with you know the hard stuff in life when it comes up so I would love if we could talk a bit about that for everyone listening because I think everyone could benefit from I suppose firstly learning that they are not their thoughts and secondly how the how they can kind of separate themselves and develop that bit of mindfulness oh absolutely and I think we totally bonded over this because the day you realize you're not your thoughts is the most liberating day of your entire life. Like when you wake up in the morning, you wake up and then either a minute or five minutes later, your thoughts start. But you didn't consciously start them. They're not yours. They just came into your head. You are only the thoughts that you believe. And that's the difference. So if you believe them, then you feel a certain way and then you act a certain way and then your life becomes a certain way. So that is something that has just blown my mind <laughs> and everyone's like but they are my thoughts they came into my head and I'm like do you not think similar thoughts came into my head like it's 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 very similar but if I choose certain thoughts then I'll be a totally different person so that, that's how I might you know come across more positive or things like that because I'm not believing the thoughts that are making me feel terrible basically because most of them aren't true like the thoughts that we have majority of them aren't true 
Absolutely. And sorry, the signal's slightly bad because, as you know, I'm down in this Buddha centre in the west of Cork. So if anyone's looking for one, come to Jock and Barra. Signal's terrible, which is fantastic, but you are on the edge of Ireland. Um, there's my Irish um, tourist sales pitch for the day. Um, but yeah, so when you're thinking about your thoughts, um, Byron Katie writes a fantastic book, even if you're not into self-help or books. If there was one book to read in your lifetime, it's called Loving What Is. And she basically just explains that there's three types of business. So there's my business. So anything I'm doing, there's your business. So anything like Robin's doing today. And then there's the universe's business. Anything that's happening outside of that. So it could be the weather, the traffic, the news, anything bigger than ourselves. And there's a good chance that when you're feeling bad or stressed or anxious, that you're probably in someone else's business. Um, and a good way to check whose business you're, you're in is kind of check some of the words you're using. So I'll, I'll give you an example. So if I find myself using the word should and talking about someone else <laughs> or something else, there's a really high chance that I'm in someone else's business. So, for example, uh, let's say I'm in a queue in a shop and I'm like, that guy shouldn't be standing so close to me. I am absolutely in his business or I'm driving to work and I'm like, oh, traffic shouldn't be so bad. And, and these are just trivial examples, but the same thing could happen to a really serious example. You know, uh, we don't need to give them, but, you know, it, it's the same concept applying to anything. And if you think about each business as like a garden, let's say so it's my garden, your garden, the universe's garden. If I'm busy and I'm jumping over into your garden and like giving out about it and then I'm jumping into the universe's garden, like who's in my garden? Who's planting seeds? Who's watering them? Who's nourishing them? And it's the same concept that applies to my well-being. Yeah. And the when I met you and you introduced me to this, I I think that week I had had um I've spoken um for everyone listening openly about kind of health struggles and stuff that I have had. But if you haven't listened to other episodes, I have a heart condition. I've had it since I was young, but there's some kind of hurdles that I have to jump over every few years. And me, myself, and my husband would love to have kids and there's a few hurdles with doctors and medication and things like that that I have to do before I suppose I get the go ahead. Um, and I had just had an appointment that week where I was really stressed because my doctor was like, look, I really don't know. Um, yeah, it was it was a stressful appointment. And I suppose when when you introduced me to this, it kind of helped me like so like the way I saw it was there's the reality of the situation and then there was my thoughts about it. And my thoughts added so much to the stress and made it feel a lot more scary and a lot more frustrating. So what we could do is if you're happy to maybe do an example around this um, that, that might kind of demonstrate to people how helpful it is. Let's get going. Yeah. OK, that's a great idea. So why don't I ask you for a situation? Well, first of all, what, what is it, a recurring thought you have around this? And try and talk about something outside yourself and get as dramatic as possible. I know that sounds contradictory to everything else you hear in the world, but let's get really judgy on the thought. Pick the worst one you've had uh, and let's start there. Um, so maybe like my body should be pregnant easily. OK, perfect. And now just take a moment and try and think about a time where you've had that thought. Like, where are you generally? Or just give one example, not generally. Like, are you in your bedroom are you in the kitchen are you in the car where do you remember having that thought in an impactful way mm, a lot of places but probably like if I'm in the car if I'm like doing those kind of activities where my mind 
does it really have another focus and I kind of have a bit of time to get lost in those thoughts yeah okay so if, if you mentioned car there let's go with that so for me it's always the shower because I have nothing else I've washed my hair I've conditioned and then the thoughts run wild okay so <laughs> let's so just picture yourself in the car and you're having the thought that my body should get pregnant easily mm. okay so put yourself there so is it true that your body should get pregnant easily Yes, that's my first. Perfect. There's, there's no right or wrong here. And I'm not trying to get you to change your mind on anything. I'm just asking questions and take your time and see what comes up. So the second question then is, can you absolutely know 100% that your body shouldn't get pregnant easily? No, I can't know for sure. Okay. So in that moment in the car, when you're having this thought, how do you feel? Oh, I feel stressed I feel sad frustrated probably impatient and I get like if I was to describe it my body like I feel a lot of stress in my chest so I'd feel like tension or kind of heaviness um yeah they would be my main ones okay so just just notice that just 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 notice how that feels. I can feel it for you. It's rubbish. It's, it's really serious and stressful and exhausting. Just even imagining all those things. Okay, so now put yourself back in the car and imagine you exist in a world where you absolutely could just not have that thought that my body should get pregnant easily. It just doesn't exist. So in that car, you're driving to wherever. How do you feel if you can't have that thought? No, absolutely fine and this is the thing that gets me every time it's like life is so good like there's 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 no problem there's no issue like I feel good it, like if I can't think that there's no problem like there's everything is good okay so that is just great to notice okay and I'm not asking you not to think it I'm not asking you to do anything but just to be aware of how you feel without that one thought, without believing that one thought, that's good to know. Okay, so let's go to the turnarounds. This is where we just basically, it's like trying on different shoes. We're trying to see if a different version of this sentence feels different for you. So you have there that my body should get pregnant easily. So let's try um, an, a, a turnaround would be my body shouldn't get pregnant easily. So how could that be true or truer for you? Oh, so this is where I'm like, if I turn around to say my body shouldn't, I'm like, the reality is that's probably true because of my health and the hurdles that I have to overcome. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't get because it isn't. And you have these known medical steps to take. Yeah. So the, another thing I try and do is, well, instead of like my body, I put in my thinking or my thoughts. Um, so my thoughts should get pregnant easily. So how does that feel for you? And when we say pregnant, we can mean, we don't need to mean literal, you know, pregnancy here. It can mean full of things. Yeah. I mean, that feels good because I know that this is all my thoughts around it. It's not the reality of it. So it's just how I'm thinking. And it kind of helps me separate myself from my mind and those thoughts that come up about what's happening. Yeah. 
So, so this is just an example today, but like there's many turnarounds we can do and, and it's all about just just trying them on and seeing which ones are true for you. But there's often a sense and sometimes it's not immediate. Sometimes it could be three days later. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like my my thinking about my my body getting pregnant should be easier. You know, like it, it can sometimes yeah. flip like that. And you're like, oh, and, and that's the one, you know, I think we discussed before. It kind of comes up for you as well. Like, oh, my thinking about getting pregnant um, should be easier for me. And, and that's just something that when you do these turnarounds, sometimes you can find out that one of the turnarounds is basically truer for you. And, and this is obviously a real serious example we're using. But you can also, honestly, you can bring up the same emotions if there's a guy in front of you skipping you. You know, like it doesn't matter the inverted commas, the severity of a situation. It all can bring the same peace to you in, in the same way. Yeah, that one there that my thinking resonates with me the most out of any of the turnarounds, because I know it's my my thoughts. It's not the situation. And that just helps me, I suppose, like like you taught me as well. Then next time the thought comes up because I've questioned it and because I've gone there and asked myself, how would I be without it? I I kind of observe it and I'm like, oh, there's that thought again. But I know that it makes me feel much worse and I know that without it everything is okay and I I almost I just have that awareness and I suppose that's what it that's what it's about isn't it the awareness and the the mindfulness of how your thoughts kind of yeah grow and change the reality of situations like for like that thought might come up a thousand times even after you do this worksheet okay but the concept is you let's say you initially kind of felt or felt that thought was like similar to a snake okay and then you do this thing called the work on it and now you know it's basically a stick so there's no venom or power in it so even though the thought may come up again and again and again because you're not responsible for what thoughts come into your head you're not going to believe it you're not going to believe it's serious or it's true and you know basically that the snake is a stick <laughs> yeah yeah and it stops you like now I I don't catastrophize about stuff catastrophize catastrophize yeah yeah no catastrophize yeah put the p in (laughs) (laughs) questioning how I said that there but I don't as much anymore because I can see it where I'm like no there's that thought again we're not going there I don't want to feel worse thank you I I see it I acknowledge it I don't try and stop thinking it but I just I know I suppose the, the the reality now and there's a good addition you can do as well. It's called an action turnaround. So if that thought comes up again today or any time in the future, what action can you take? So I'll give you an example. If something comes up for me, I now do this thing where I just put my hand on my heart and I go, oh, and I, I talk to myself, you know, like the inner child concept, the little me. And I go, oh, pet, look at you <laughs> catastrophizing everything and creating this, you know, a dramatic collapsing feeling in your stomach being like, oh, we've done this before and we actually know this isn't true. And sometimes I just sit there laughing. Like I could be halfway through a business meeting where I think I'm not good enough and I'm just putting my hand on my heart being like, oh, the snake is a stick. We're good. We're good. The snake is a stick. And and I'm not trying to make myself feel better because I've done all this work and I honestly, I get up every day before work and I, I do this coaching session with someone and then we reverse it every second day. It, it makes such a difference. And, and maybe just the listeners as well, You may do the same topic for like a year. It doesn't matter. It's bringing up loads of things within yourself. It's not about the topic ever. It's all about how you are managing your emotions and how you're managing the thoughts that come into your head. Yeah, yeah. And it's a really, like I I talk 
in, in different episodes and on Instagram as well about having a mindfulness practice. And I suppose this is what mindfulness is. It's learning that you are the observer and that your mind, your your thoughts will come and go and they will be different. And like, if you imagine it like a TV screen, the theme and the the tone of your thoughts can change so fast. But if you're more mindful of them, you don't get swept away in them and you don't believe them as much because you know and you you can see it. And I suppose like we, we are both, um we have a good meditation practice and I think that stands a lot as well. It stands to us oh, a lot. T- totally. So if we go back to the example of how do you feel in the car without that thought, that's what this tool has given you. It's giving you access to your peace that is always there. Yeah. That sounds yeah. very mesmerical, but you get the you get the vibe. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's it's true. And for anyone listening, if you if you do have a meditation practice, you will you probably have experienced that point where you kind of have slowed down so much that your mind is a lot quieter, and you 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 can access that space of uh, the peace and the stillness where there isn't that constant dialogue and the constant stories like I was walking around the house yesterday and like you you ever have a day where your mind like it would not stop it was these constant dialogue about random stuff like at one point there was this mad song in my head that I it just kept going and going (laughs) and going and then another time it was like I would notice myself getting lost in this random like I think I tried to drive somewhere on a Friday at lunchtime and it my mind then for the rest of the day was kind of like frustrated and picking at stuff and I kind of sat down yesterday evening it's like whoa that was a busy day for my brain like <laughs> your poor your poor brain and I imagine if you're anything like me or you're human when you are all stressed and anxious you're quite often um in memory so you're remembering the terrible traffic day you had or you're in imagination, you're picturing how tired you're going to feel when you get home. So when you find a lot of stress, you're often not in the moment or you're using the word should, which is, again, bringing you outside of yourself. So that's I put that video up a few weeks ago and everyone's like, oh, oh, my God, I'm not even in the moment. And I really thought I was because I thought I was driving my car, but I was absolutely just like catastrophizing, forecasting, imagining or remembering. Yeah. And is there something that you would recommend? Like I... I've talked a lot um on Instagram on the podcast about just developing I call it a daily dose of quiet or just something you do to kind of help you develop that mindfulness and obviously meditation is one of them is there anything else you use or you recommend to help someone who's listening kind of develop that awareness and develop that um their mindfulness the practice or their their how mindful they are day to day so they can just notice instead of always getting caught up in it totally so I think I think we do slightly different versions of meditation which is brilliant because we're different people with different preferences but it all leads to the same outcome so I actually do a worksheet on my thoughts every single day so you can just go to Byron Katie's website and it's just called judge your neighbor and I just fill it in and you know the thing that we just did there that little kind of interaction that that kind of leads to meditation because when you answer you're not answering kind of from your conscious brain you're actually answering from a more meditative space especially if we were doing this you know over a longer period of time so I do that so I recommend it's free you download that page you can just print it off a few times and then it helps you find what thought is really bugging you or bugging you the most and then when you go into is it true is it absolutely true how do I feel how would I feel without it if you give your space 
yourself space to answer that, you get a lot of peace. Um, and I, I know that's a bit of a commitment. And what honestly, it's it's been a game changer in my life. And I think I've told you about that before. Like, I think I went six years ago. I took out a loan. I did the 10 day course. But everyone doesn't need to do that. You can literally go online and just, you know, get the free page as well. Um, but you and, and to complement that, I do have a post-it in my bathroom because as I mentioned earlier, like the shower is where the end of the world happens. Um, so I go in there and I, I believe all my thoughts for like a minute or two. And then I look at the post-it and it just says, is it true? And then I sometimes I laugh and sometimes I'm like, yeah, it is true. And I get real dramatic. And then sometimes I'm like, no, it's not true. I'm like, the snake is a is a stick and I have a laugh. But it's a good way for me because I know my triggers. So it's a great way for me just to... Uh, to come back to myself and I'm like, no, I'm just washing my hair, you know, like that's, that's all I'm doing here. Um, and then maybe just as a third tip, this is something that really works for me and a lot of my clients actually. So if you're anxious, busy in your head, stressed, all those words we're very familiar with now, you know, the concept of grounding, and I know you do this all the time, Robin, but like wherever you are, sit down and find five things that you can see. And do it really slowly. So I'm here, I can see these lovely trees, I can see the sea, I can see the car, etc. And then four things that you can hear. And then you bring it down and do it really slowly. And then you do three things that you can touch and you touch them really gently. Um, two things that you can smell and one thing that you can taste if there's something around. And if you do that slowly and bring yourself back, you are then in your body and you're in the moment. And wherever you were with the past or the imagination kind of dilutes or or yeah it, it certainly reduces in intensity that's it really really such a simple trick and you can use it with kids as well so I was sharing it with lots of my mom clients and it's just such a fun way to actually ground yourself um and then when you ground yourself you come out of your head and you come out of all those uh you know creation thought believing uh, processes yeah that's really good I love that um I sometimes do that like if I'm my mind is really busy and I'm kind of spending a load of time not now. I'll go out for a walk, but I don't bring headphones. I don't add any more noise to the equation. I'll just go for a walk, but instead I'll try and actually focus on where I am. Like if, like I love going to the beach. If I have time, I'll, I'll drive myself there and just listen to the sound of the water. I'll take my shoes off and just feel the sand on my feet. And, and like that, it just helps me really just come back in when when I've spent a bit of time kind of <laughs> anywhere but now um yeah but that's good to find five things I'll, I'll use that oh it's it's the it's the simplest thing like yeah it, it, it's phenomenal and even if you have a client coming to you and they're coming with you know a lot of anxiety and tension it's just even a great way to start a session or if your friend is there and you think they're open to it just ask them are they open to it and then ask them to close their eyes if they are and it's a really nice thing you can do as a friend because uh, I know this is slightly off topic, but I have a video, I think that is the most popular one about at, at leasting people. <laughs> so slightly off topic, Robin, but if you came to me and you were telling me you were feeling upset and, you know, you were talking about your body or your health or anything like that. And I'm like, well, at least you have a husband. How does that make you feel? <laughs> oh my God, I'm like so annoying. <laughs> yeah, so honestly, this video has just like, yeah. So I, or I was like, oh, at least you have a car to go to your appointments or at least, you know, anything. It's it's the quickest way for me to invalidate your feeling, to shut you down and to try and make you, inverted commas, be positive. And even though I'm a very positive person, I hate the concept of be positive. It, it doesn't make sense. It's, it's all about, you know, actually listening to your friend or, 
colleague or family member and just being like, that sounds really tough. You know, yeah. that's literally, <laughs> that sounds tough. And then I, I, I sometimes ask my friends, I'm like, would you like, do you need some solutions today or do you just need an ear? And I can tell you 99% of the time people just need to be heard. And if you're busy at leasting them and you think you're trying your best to make them feel better, you're actually probably increasing their frustration. Yeah. Or have you ever, I read <laughs> men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And it was like, um, so the women, <laughs> instead of always trying to offer a solution. So like if a guy comes to you, your husband or your partner, whoever it is, and like has had a stressful day and loads of stuff going on, stop giving them solutions. Just listen and be <laughs> like, that that sounds really shit. I'm really sorry you had to go through that. And now I'm so conscious. And like as soon as I go to give Gavin advice if he's stressed, I'm like, no, Robin, shut up. He doesn't want your advice. He just wants you to listen. He doesn't. I, honestly, I haven't done science on this, but like there's no way. People just want to express how they feel. And like, again, I have all these, all these little videos, but like feel your feelings. Like let the person express themselves. Sometimes that is the solution in itself because we all have enough wisdom within ourselves most of the time to answer everything. But because we're all humans, we're like, oh, I want to make you not feel bad. I want to give you a solution. But even if I gave you a really good solution, Robin, like about a doctor or, you know, a nutritionist or whatever, it doesn't eradicate the need for you to express how you're feeling about it. Like that's all like emotions are just energy in motion. So you need to let the energy move on through you. And a key way to do that is to express yourself. And if you're a good friend, there's a really good chance that you can just create that space for someone just to express themselves. Yeah, that's a lovely thing to be aware of. Um, and I, I and I do that thing as well where I laugh myself when I get the urge to and I'm like, no, nope, yeah. we're not doing that. <laughs> I, I still do it. And then I, I've stopped at leasting. I, I at least myself sometimes. And then I'm like, no, actually, I'm just going to be sad for five minutes, have a boohoo, and then I'm going to get up and I'll figure out the plan. But honestly, the the, the urge, and I, I don't know, like my dad's always like, I'll cut your grass or I'll, I'll drive you somewhere. And I'm like, no, I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. And, you know, people express their love differently. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, who who's a good person who has the same kind of, I don't know, who's who's on your vibe, who might get it, while other people might be the doers and the drivers and the, you know, everyone has a different role in your life. So it's about figuring out as well who might be the best person, depending on the topic yeah exactly and I, I'm i like it, it always comes from a good place no matter like they're just trying to support and help they just might not know what you need in that moment which is totally understandable but there's there's also um slightly shifting topic here but I I love when we talk about um momentum so for everyone listening here there's probably something that you have been wanting to do for a long time, but you're waiting until you feel motivated or ready to do that. And I saw, um, I was reading an article and I actually put it up in a reel during the week, but it was about using momentum instead of relying on motivation. And I know you're really big on supporting your clients with creating momentum and helping them move from where they are rather than feeling stuck how can we put that into practice like how do we go about creating momentum or starting that thing that we we've been wanting to do for ages oh my god and this is something I apply to myself all the time and I know I saw your video during the week as well about going to the gym so it's the same concept so it's all about driving change in your life if there's something you want to do or sort out or create 
if you aim for perfection, there is a high chance you're going to absolutely paralyze yourself. So here's a, a mundane example. I want to go clean out my whole house. I've lived in the house, I'd say, for 30 years. And, like there's so much stuff in there and I want to go through all the drawers and, you know, all the wardrobes, etc. Like, how does that feel? <laughs> like it's Sunday morning and you're like, oh, my God. Like to me, that would feel so overwhelming. I, I, I there's a high chance that if that was the goal, I would just do nothing. But if I break that down or you can you can apply the same to fitness, to dating. But if I was like, OK, today, Sunday, I will go to one drawer in my kitchen and I'm just going to empty that out today. And that's all I have to do. And that's a success if that's done. First of all, that is maybe something all I'll do that day. But maybe I get a bit of momentum or maybe I do the three drawers. And then the next day, there's a high chance I want to build on that. So it's all about bringing a goal that we would like, you know, like a hundred steps in it down to one step and do, and think the same thing applies to dating because lots of my clients well are trying to kind of find a partner. Let's say you're, you want to go online dating and the idea is you're already picturing yourself on the date and you don't like him, her or them and you're like, oh my God, what have I done? But if you break that down to be like, okay, I want to meet someone, I'm going to try online dating, break it down be like, okay, today I'm just going to find one photo where I think I look nice and that's it. Tomorrow, I'm going to download one app and put up one photo. The next day, I'm going to do nothing because I need a break emotionally. I need to tell my friends what's going on. <laughs> do you see what I mean? Like if you if you break anything down to one tiny step and give yourself a big gold star when you have, it gives you a sense of momentum, of being good enough, and it helps make it really easier to build on it. So you can apply the same logic and you did it to fitness during the week. You don't go today, I'm going to get fit, the end. You go today, I'm going to lift one weight 10 times. Tomorrow, I'm going to do one weight plus five squats. And sure, if you keep that momentum going, you're building habits, you're building neural pathways, you're building probably a love for the topic as well. And then, and that's how momentum kind of stays and builds. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I always, I like, I'm, I'm conscious as well that like you look at an Instagram feed and you're like, oh, this person's so motivated and they're, they always, like, especially for like going to the gym and stuff. Like if I look at an Instagram page of someone who's into fitness or shares their workouts or whatever, I can start thinking, I'm like, Jesus, they're very motivated. Like, I wish I was like yeah. that. <laughs> but if, if you're ever watching my stuff, like I, I, I go to the gym, I am really into training and stuff. When I say to you that I am probably motivated to do a 2% of the time and the rest of the time <laughs> I have to, but I, ha I have to do, have something to get myself there because I, if I'm sitting on the sofa, I don't want to go. I do not want to go. And it's having those tools to just get you out the door. I absolutely like I play hockey. I played hockey for I don't know, decades at this point, but still on a Monday at 6.30 when it's raining and I have to go up to hockey at seven. Do you think my motivation is high? Absolutely not. But sometimes I go to myself, I'm like, why am I doing this? And then I go, oh my God, the endorphins after, the crack I have at hockey and a sense of belonging. And then I go, okay, fine. I still go begrudgingly, but then I do come home with all those benefits. And I've I've trained my brain to know that. So like you, it doesn't mean I don't go through all the like conversations in my head first, but I've built momentum around it. And same with the workouts as well. I'm like, you know, you know, you know how you're going to feel. And that that's the kind of motivator that sometimes kicks in in the moment. Yeah, I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned with everything, whether it's like health stuff, relationship stuff, business stuff, doing things that you want to do, you're you're gonna have to start before you're ready because you might never feel ready uh, oh my god I've learned that when who's ever ready for anything though oh, like you just I don't have think to you put, ever. you're like 
what what even what does that even mean like what do you know like I actually don't even know if we could answer that question what does being ready like I wasn't ready to buy my house but I got my house like things just happen sometimes when you keep just taking a step like I applied to a mortgage guy I filled in one form then he asked me to fill in another form like I wasn't ready I didn't have all my full deposit ready I didn't have you know if you just take a little example of like make one phone call fill in one form and then the next step will just appear it's like it's like you're going up a stairs but you can only see the next step and then when you take that next step it's like a light comes on and then the next step appears that's how I see life yeah. going but if you don't take any steps it'll all stay in the dark well that's a great analogy isn't it if you don't take any yeah. steps the stairs will stay, will stay in, in blackness forever delighted with myself yeah. there haven't I <laughs> yeah. no that's really good and I suppose that also t- it, like this completely ties in with what you were saying about um like our mindset like when it comes to stuff that you want to do like I for years and years had a very lack mindset in that I would always talk about what I don't want and I'd always focus on all the things that were missing and like I a very dominant one for me was oh that will never happen for me and if if they're your your dominant thoughts your mind will act like like I caught an easy way to describe it as a filter and it will just show you stuff to support that belief that you have and I always say like because I'm very con- I'm conscious of pushing the whole like you should think positively because nobody thinks positively no. all the time and your feelings are so valid and anytime you feel down or or in a, in a in a in a different space that's so valid and never feel like you have to force yourself to be positive but sometimes it is about intentionally choosing a better thought because it will just help you move that teeny tiny bit forward and start like you said there light up the steps in front of you to take does that make sense absolutely and I'm with you the whole p positive thing is so toxic so I I think it's great it's very and, and you know that thing we were doing at the start around the thing called the work that helps you to show you different versions of the same thought and if one feels good to you then try it on and write it down, then link it into an attention. So a real gentle way to do this, like if you, you know, if you don't want to just work on your thoughts just yet, is like the whole vision board. It's honestly such a lovely thing because it really connects to your unconscious brain as well. So it doesn't have to be a big dramatic cork board like I have. It could be like a picture of like, let's say you want to go to Paris. It could be a picture of the Eiffel Tower in your fridge. And you could see like, oh, I'm going to go there someday soon. And you don't need to know when or with who, but it just, it's starting to reframe your mind. And then you'll start noticing the thoughts that you have around that might change. Then you'll notice the conversations around that might change. Um, and it, it takes off the filter that you mentioned earlier. Because, you know, when you think something like, <laughs> like, I'm sure you see like pregnant, healthy women everywhere, you know, because mm-hmm. you're having these thoughts about, so you probably see them everywhere. But someone who's like, in a different mindset doesn't see those people they just see a different person so we're all walking down the same street but what you notice and even conversation wise the three sentences you you remember from a hundred sentence conversation is so different depending on what you're thinking so it's totally worth having something like a vision board and and just kind of addressing the thoughts that you have as well to see which ones you're believing yeah for sure and even um for you guys listening in last week's episode I talked a lot about setting intentions and how choosing that word and just having it on top of your planner or your your phone to just remind you and again like the whole thing is just it's it's being more intentional with your life isn't it it's kind of you choosing the direction and kind of what you want to focus on rather than just reacting to stuff that happens absolutely and I think if you have intentions and 
you let go of the when and the how, life can be peaceful. I used to think that like having attentions and manifesting meant I had to achieve X by Y. And then when that didn't happen within that time frame, I was like, oh, I'm terrible at manifesting and creating my life. And now I realize I still know exactly what I want in life and I keep taking positive steps up that stairs to get there. But I don't get to control the when it actually happens. And even surrendering to that has made me <laughs> a little bit lighter and happier because, you know, have you seen the thing on Instagram? I'm sure we all have, you know, like sometimes you don't get what you want because there's something better for you. So every time things don't happen that I think I want, I'm like, obviously, I still have feelings and I might be emotional and upset. But then I'm like, OK, there's obviously something better or different that's for me. And I just can't see it yet. It's up that stairs and it's just not lit, lit up yet. Yeah, it's leaning into that hope. And there is there is another um, a lovely quote that I always turn back to as well, where it's like, we can't trust that everything will work out and be OK, but you can trust that even if it doesn't, you will be OK, because even if that thing mm. doesn't happen the exact way you want it or you've planned in your mind you'll be okay. And sometimes when I'm catastrophizing about life yeah. stuff that hasn't worked out, I'm like, I think back to the times, like, like especially in my, my early 20s and my teenage years where like I things felt really dark and I didn't, I couldn't really see like a, a positive spin or how things could get better. And if I went into yeah. an appointment and I got bad news, I was always okay. Always. And I try and just think back to those times where things didn't work out, but everything was still fine because you will be. And and like you said, we can't control. Unfortunately, we can't control timing and exactly how things will look. I would love to, love to, but we can't. <laughs> and actually going back to you there around 20, reality is always so much kinder than our thoughts. <laughs> like so much kinder. Um, you know, even like, you know, someone's going to break up with you and you're all over the place. And then when it actually happens, I don't know, it's never, I'm obviously not talking about experience here, but you know what I mean? Like the, the reality is never as bad as the anxiety or anticipation or catastrophizing that we talked about. It just, it just isn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I'll, I'll actually link guys, I'm going to put the link for the Byron Katie worksheets down in the um, show notes for you to give it a go um because I even use it for things like since you've taught me Paula for even things like with my husband at home like if I notice my mind going to a place of he should be home by now and then I get these thoughts like well I always have to do the dinner and I always have to do this and I and my mind it just goes on a mad one I use it for even small things like that where I'm like no that like that the reality is so different to what you're saying but it just pulls me back in. <laughs> and, oh, you know what I mean? To, but I do. But the, if it's a trivial example, or as I said, like a serious example, it doesn't matter. You still emotionally feel the same way. Like your chest still might be tight, even if he's not home. You, your blood pressure could be up. You could be walking around the house. You know, even for a simple example. So it's all having the same impact on you. So yeah, scribble it down on this page, do turnarounds. And I do a lot of this work with my clients as well. I just, I, I, if they, you know, if they want me to hold a space for them and coach them on it, it's just, it's really, it's just so powerful. Honestly, it's, it was the best thing I've ever learned in my entire life. Yeah. And I'm very grateful you taught me as well. Um, another thing that I would love to talk about is 
I suppose we're, we're, we're both very kind of into the same thing. And I know you've touched on perfectionism and aiming for good enough and kind of how that gives you permission, I suppose, to just take one small step and not get it perfect. Um, like we have access to every single bit of information on Google. Like if you like want anything, you can type the question into Google and you'll get the answer. But the how, the how we do it, the how we move forward. And I suppose manage those feelings of like, what we call it fear, like that, that, that feeling that kind of stops us and we're like, no, this is, I don't feel comfortable. This is really uncomfortable. And I suppose I've learned over the years that that feeling is, I kind of know how to navigate it, but is there any tips you have for people if they, they're experiencing that kind of massive resistance or are finding it hard to kind of step through that or move forward through feeling that way? Yeah. So if I want to change something or achieve something, I'd obviously have a picture somewhere in my house or I'd have it written down like a goal. Um, then I'd probably try and ground myself. So I just do the five, four, three, two, one that we talked about earlier, or, you know, your version of just like standing on the beach in your bare feet. Um, and then I, when you actually ground yourself and know what you're trying to achieve in life, you have all the answers completely within. So I would just go to myself, hey, uh, um, do you need to take some action today or do you just need to feel your feelings? And sometimes depending on where I am in the cycle of emotions about a certain situation, sometimes I could be like, oh, I just need to feel my feelings and just process it today. And then that might happen for a day or two. And then I'll be like, okay, well, I still want to achieve this. So what action can I take? And I'll be like, what one tiny action can I take? And that's what I'm saying. Like, it could be like just emailing someone being like, hey, I'm interested in knowing more about a mortgage or finding that one photo. And all you do is take one tiny step and then you, you do a big tick on the list or however you manage your day and that's it. And then you give yourself permission just to enjoy the rest of the day because you have that sense of like, I've taken action. And if you're compelled to do loads more steps after, great. If not, the next day you go, hey, you know, I know what I want to achieve. Is there another step? And then you, you generally just find the next step if you keep focus on what you want. Yeah, I actually read, um, I don't know if you read uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. I haven't actually, no. Uh, really good but he put up uh, it was actually part of his email list and yesterday the email was be great in small ways so writing 100 words today doesn't seem worthwhile when you see people publishing bestsellers exercising for 10 minutes 10 minutes doesn't seem valuable when you see world records on Instagram or people a million miles ahead of you but winning the next 10 minutes is its own form of greatness People are so busy wishing for more time and better resources that they fail to make the most of the time and resources they have. Be great in small ways and you may be surprised by what you can achieve within a year or two. Oh my God, I love that. Get that yeah. on t-shirts. <laughs> it's good, is, isn't it? That's so true. I totally. And even go back to it, like I love exercise. Like I do genuinely, thankfully love it. But even if I'm really not motivated, I'll just be like, just do a hundred squats today. It'll take a couple of minutes. And that might be all I do, but I just... It keeps the momentum going, which is just a powerful part. And then as that guy says, and you said, the accumulation of that builds habits, bring builds neural pathways. And then, yeah, imagine you wrote 100 words every day. Where would you be in a year? You'd have a lovely book. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And it's um, I as well, coming back to like the same with your goal setting, setting mindful goals, but focusing on the process and not the outcome. So like if you're saying, I want to lose five kilos, don't have that as your goal. Have your goal as 
I go to the gym four days a week. Or if you want to read more, don't have a goal of I want to read 10 books. Have your goal as I will read 10 pages a day, focusing on the process rather than the outcome, because I suppose we become who we become in the process is the most powerful part. It's not about the number. It's not about the destination. It's about how you show up and who you become in the process of getting there. Totally. And if you're the kind of person where 10 pages feels too much, you say, I'm going to read one of these pages a day and then any more is a bonus, you know, and the same with exercise. I'm going to do one squat today and any more is a bonus. It could turn into a five minute class, 10 minute class, an hour class. So, yeah, I think always have a really achievable goal and then anything more will just help you build on it for sure. I love that. And come here, Paula, where, how can people work with you? How actually, no, I want to, I, sometimes I forget about this, but I want to ask everyone that comes on, um, about their, what they kind of do to support themselves when they're feeling stressed and overwhelmed. And I know you, you love to use the work by Byron Katie or inquiry, but do you have something that you enjoy doing to just unwind, to kind of get that bit of self-care in, to kind of look after you? Yeah, so oh, I think like at a superficial level, uh, we talked about this before, but I love having my shellac done and a pedicure. So they're my two go-to things where I just feel, okay, that's that's good, that's sorted. You know, and you're typing all day, and like things like that. I just that makes me feel nice. But then more at an emotional level, I like live in Dublin, and I'm only twenty minutes from the Dublin mountains. So my favorite way to absolutely recalibrate is to go up to Ticknock. It's a, a really decent hour and a half walk. I'm with nature. Sometimes I go with a pal, but only a pal that I could really be, you know, open and honest with. So we have amazing chats. We have a laugh. We have tears. We could have mundane updates. Um, or I've actually, during COVID, learned to go by myself as well if I just need the space. And I come back, like, delighted with myself. It's, it's, my, it's, it's my little kind of treasure that I just use. And I'm so grateful that I have like the physical ability to do it and that it's just on my doorstep. Yeah, I love that. Mine is, I'm right there with you. Mine is definitely a good podcast and going somewhere nice for a walk. It's just, I love it. Um, And if anyone listening wants to get in touch or work with you, where can we find you or what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so I'm primarily using my Instagram page. So it's at PD Transformation. Um, and you'll get all the free tips and reminder videos and then you'll get a sense of how my clients are working with me as well but feel free to dm if you have any questions and each of my one-to-one sessions are all tailored depending on the person's goals needs personalities and all the wonderful unique things about them but yeah that's that's how i'm operating at the moment brilliant thank you so much paula and i hope you enjoy your retreat uh, I know we were saying before how different it is like you were on the train going to a Buddhist retreat and people were going to EP and you're like <laughs> how different life is I know but you can kind of be anyone you want any year like I have been to EP and this year I definitely want to stay on the west coast of Cork and I want to connect with my thoughts and feelings so you know I just think and having that choice is amazing but it's quite a contrast to all my pals in a tent you know drinking a warm beer yeah i love it thank you so much and i will talk to you soon (laughs) thanks robin enjoy the rest of the podcast bye so thank you for tuning in and i really hope you got some useful information and tips and tools out of that episode and if you did always let me know i'd love to hear from you 
and just a gentle reminder about the reset class that's happening this Wednesday at 8pm the 7th of September with me and it's going to be all around stress relief and just a big chunk of self-care so you can book your space through there's i left a link in the show notes for you and if you're listening to this after that date i have them on every other week so you can find one there and it's just a gorgeous way to get in some self-care but thank you so much for listening and i will chat to you in next week's episode